The business of operations management is difficult, particularly in large enterprises like banking, insurance, and other services companies with teams of hundreds and thousands around the globe. Now add in recent pandemic forcing the workplace to change forever. Managers and employees are under immense pressure to get work done, while also finding ways to balance performance and well-being. The complexity is building, and it can be difficult to find the answers. This podcast, AO On Air, partnered with ActiveOps, is designed to help identify areas that will help employees, managers, and senior leaders find solutions to the challenges within operations management. The future of work will take all departments, such as HR, IT, and ops, aligned along with a steady dose of innovation to succeed. We'll bring you topics, thought leadership, and simple plans to help lead your teams into the future of work. A hybrid work world that will learn from one another and truly act globally, breaking down the silos of older management models for new ways of working. Welcome to the journey. Now let's begin. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining AO On Air. I'm your host, Michael Cupst, and I'd like to uh, welcome you all to this podcast. I'd like to get straight to the topic because it's an important one that our customers ask us about constantly. Uh, so we, we're interested in, in understanding how we can help people in their digital transformation, not actually actually executing the digital transformation, but how to sustain that transformation over time, which involves a bit of selling throughout the organization what needs to happen. So, uh, you know, IT and operations leaders are experts at building uh, a business case to, to attempt and move into a digital transformation of whatever type. That may be robotics, it may be AI or blockchain or what have you. And they can put that business case together and then they move forward and they usually get pretty immediate responses and, and immediate feedback about the transformation, whether that's a percentage gain in productivity or they were able to do certain aspects about uh, you know, employee engagement, et cetera. So they, they know how to measure those. What happens over time though is that digital transformation is, is persisting uh, and people lose interest to go focus on the shiny new thing that may be out there in the organization. And those leaders and in, in operations and IT need to figure out a way to sell that, that transformation as a sustainable project. Because if they stop sustaining it, what happens? Do they lose those benefits or do they stay the same? And more importantly, are they prepared for the next transformation? So one of the things that our customers ask me quite a bit is how to help them market internally a transformation that has had immediate results or had good results, and there's a reason to sustain it over time because it may be readying the organization for other change, and so, but they don't know how to sell it because they're IT or they're operations people and they need help branding, if you will, the transformation to make it a successful, sustainable project. So with that, I wanted to bring an expert in about branding because I'm not one of them, so I wanted to bring in Arnold Huffman, who's uh, the CEO of Digital Yellow, Arnold uh, has led his tribe of marketeers from a very small organization to a big digital agency, full service agency based out of Atlanta, Georgia, with operations also in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, digital, digital Yellow has won many awards, one like the Up City's top digital agency in Atlanta, which is very, very nice award among others. So let's meet the man behind the soul of Digital Yellow. Welcome, Arnold. Hey, Michael. Good to be here. Appreciate the uh, invitation. Yeah, and I gave through a, a brief introduction for you, uh, but I'm sure it doesn't do justice to your agency. Maybe you could start us off with just a bit about your agency and yourself, maybe? Yeah, sounds good. Um, so as Michael mentioned, we're based here in Atlanta. We've been growing steadily over the last three years, but when I got into starting my own business, you know, uh, very important, I think, germane to this conversation today is the notion of a name and a brand and how do you represent yourself 
And the key there is, is really coming up with something and creating something that's going to stick, uh, has a little personality, and is something that you can use as a, a lightning rod to get people's attention. So for us, YALO actually as a word means soul in Fiji. And uh, for us, that is embedded in our approach of how we do our work with our clients. So um, we have an approach that uh, uses the lens of film art, music, and sports to come up with the ideas that we create for our clients. The reason we use film art, music, sports is because those are elements that are relatable in everybody's everyday life uh, that they can uh, associate to or have some kind of affinity to. And so we want to bring those elements and ideas into um, helping clients with their brands, their communication, their representation um, to their customers. So uh, that's that's kind of how uh, what makes us tick and, and how we use film art music sports and what makes us a little bit different than some other agencies. And, and for example, um, when we do a creative conversation with our clients, we talk a lot about um, what's the essence and what's the attitude we want the output of, of a project to be. And we go through an exercise called the soul song, which is really designed to identify that emotional center of the output of what we want to create for our clients and use that as a way to, to drive the creative and drive the communication of what we want to put forward uh, to, to, the, to the audience um, and make that difference. So that's uh, an a aspect of how we use film art, music, sports, and what that means as far as yellow and soul for us. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so if you take those elements, you know, film, art, music, and sport, and you add the attitude component that you just mentioned, it, you know, that that's certainly a direction. As you think about business marketing and, and inside of a company, those may apply, they may not apply, depending on the different culture. But if you were to say there's two to three specific things to think about when you're when you're taking on a branding project, uh, where would you where would you say that the, you know those the, these three elements need to be met? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, before you kind of delve into the elements, is you got to have the right attitude in terms of you want to create something that's memorable, that has a personality to it. And uh, as you're doing that, you know, as the leader of this program, you have to be the one that's most excited about what you're going to create and what you end up creating. So because you're going to be the, the driver and the lightning rod in the face of that brand. So um Think about that as you think about how you want to make put your mark on what it is you're about to, to go, you know, communicate and unleash to the to the organization. Uh, the approach to delving into that uh, is one that we call the three C's, which is communication, content and channels. Thinking of those three elements as the core pillars of what you need to accomplish to bring that brand to life, that personality that you're looking to create. Um, are very important. So uh, communications is the first piece of what is that story? Why is it important? Why are people going to pay attention? Um, so that's step one. Uh, the content then is how are you going to tell that story in terms of visuals, graphics, uh, any other elements that are going to be uh, the communicators of that story? And then the last piece is channels, which is really around where are you going to place this? How are you going to put it in front of people, or as I like to say, on the airwaves for folks to, to take recognition of it? So those are really the, the core pillars of how to get started and thinking through what could be you know, a large, complicated, potentially even a long process of, of 
communicating this the success of your digital transformation and giving it a personality and sustaining the excitement and interest around that for however long you need it to. Yeah. And and so I mean that's that's good advice both externally and internally, but as we as we talk about internal champions of a project. They tend to be probably very good at building a PowerPoint and very good at building a spreadsheet that says we're going to get this ROI in this amount of days or this amount of months or years, et cetera. And they, they, that's how business people are trained to think, right? There's a return on investment in six months. And so consequently, when they hit that, they kind of feel uh, accomplished, if you will. But the, that, that sustainability after that. So knowing that we're talking to people that are PowerPoint builders or, or uh, Excel spreadsheet masters, I mean, how would you advise them or where, where, would, where should they start? Because it's not about building the numbers, it's about building the experience as you, as you mentioned earlier. So where, where would you suggest they start? Yeah, so that first step around the communication of what is the story you want to, to convey uh, is the important piece, right? And so uh, what, what do you want people to take notice of? What value is that that going to, why are they going to take notice of it and what value are they going to get from it? So we have a, there's a process that we like to go through that we call the message house that helps kind of hone that story uh, in a unique way with with the right language that really cuts to the heart of, of um, getting folks to, to recognize that. And so uh, once you have that, you kind of have the basis of why are you doing this? What does it mean and why will people pay attention? So uh, with that, then you can move into the more creative elements that take you beyond PowerPoint and take you beyond, um, you know, even email, uh, typing up an email about why this is important. And this is where you start to explore kind of more personality, some kind of a mark or logo that really represents um, that program. And as people see that and as people recognize that over time, it becomes the, the magnet of people know, oh, this is about our digital transformation program. Let me see what's happening next. So having that kind of the, the right name and the right mark or logo for the program um, emanates from or comes out of kind of that, that message house exercise, which helps really instantiate the story and then put you on the path of coming up with the, the creative elements that will help people draw their attention to to the program beyond just the story. Well, you, you mentioned something there that I didn't really think about asking you, but it's a, it's an interesting concept of the message house that uh, an, an internal audience, when you assemble people that are part of a, an internal team, um, how would you recommend a champion or a business leader go about identifying who should be a part of that message house? You know, it, it, certainly the people that did the project are you know, undoubtedly experienced in what the what the product does or the the transformation is all about. But how, would you would you suggest reaching out to other areas in that message house kind of concept? Yeah, I think you know leadership is going to be an important this uh, factor. The stakeholders um, having it's it's not so much about them being in line with the story as much as getting them excited about what the story is and having them on board with what that means. Um, because at the end of the day, you want the program to be represented in totality for the company and the greater good of the organization, both leadership, um, kind of you know, mid-level management and all the personnel. So uh, I think having touching on all three of those layers and getting folks from leadership, mid-management and um, 
uh, you know, the, the, at the personnel level, all involved is helpful because now you're understanding what makes, what, what value or where people will put value depending on their role and their level in the organization. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So the, a lot of these transformations, when you think about uh, the news, they say that robots are going to replace everybody with, and no one's going to have a job after they're, they're done inf infiltrating our society. It, we know that that's not true. They're usually there to augment what humans are doing. But there is a sensitivity around transformation projects that they could be managing people out of the business or reallocating resources, et cetera. What, how would you suggest a, uh, a leader building this brand message uh, address some of those sensitive topics. Yeah, I think it all comes back to the the empowerment and the the opportunity that putting these types of programs in place is going to create for the overall organization. Um, because creating better efficiency and creating better abilities for the company doesn't mean we don't still need people and we don't still need. Uh, a, a lot of people or, or good people in the right seats, right? It's about really putting the right people in the right seats and giving them the tools to be successful, to do their job, even at a, a greater level. Um, so I think it's really focusing on cap the capability that it offers and affords and the opportunity it offers and affords to all layers of the organization, which goes back to the point about um, thinking through creation of the message house and who you would interview and gather data points from touching on all layers of, of top to bottom throughout the company. Yeah. So, so I'm curious, uh, Digital Yellow does a lot of external projects uh, where you're helping companies go out to launch a new product, et cetera. Have you done projects for an internal use case like this where the, the marketing is more for the employees and, and not so much the, the external audience? Yeah, absolutely. So um, larger organizations typically are the better scenarios for that because they have lots of employees, lots of employees dispersed around the country, lots of employees dispersed around the world. So, um, how do you how do you bring that the the organization together, especially for a topic like digital transformation, which likely is going to touch all facets of the company, both north and south and east and west. So, um, you know, we've done that uh, working with our clients. Again, I think the process is very similar, whether it's internal or external of, of the three C's, communication content channels, um, and then looking at um, putting that together and then starting right like we talked about here at the top with a, a brand, a name, and a, a, some kind of logo or mark with personality. So we worked with um, a large communications provider uh, that, you know, they wanted to create an internal website that they wanted all of their internal uh, personnel to use going forward. And so um, we created a name called Bolt and it had like a, a lightning bolt type logo because the notion was in the, in the space that they were in is that everything's moving fast, right? Lightning fast. And so um, we wanted to this website and this communication to represent that same attitude to the internal employees. So um, that was the kind of the, the name and the logo and had a unique mark to it. Uh, that then led into kind of the design of the website where we wanted to bring everybody to con continuously communicate updates and information and content related to this initiative. And then there was also other things like training, continuous newsletters that went out monthly with updates about what's happening around the program uh, and even swag 
So um, swag items were 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 designed and, and and went out for production and brought back in and then distributed to to the employees so that they had something to remind them of this new initiative and the importance of it. And so whether it's coffee mugs or socks or um, you know hats and and different things like that that you can use to really get the the name logo and the importance of the program to stick. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned Go Bolts, and I, uh, we, Active Ops recently did a road show in Tampa, and we saw Go Bolts everywhere, but I think it was referring to the Tampa Bay Lightning and their uh, recent Stanley Cup, of all things. Yeah. So, um, so we talked a little bit about PowerPoint being a mechanism that business owners know and Excel and other communications. I thought your point about email was spot on. So there's some people that can make a great point in, a, in an email. Uh, but telling that to a broader audience that, uh, that that needs to different channels. So how would you recommend somebody look at the different channels that you mentioned, that you have communication channels, et cetera? Where should they start with that? Yeah, you know, I think the creating of the assets, right, the content of what you're going to use to tell that story is an important factor. So, you know, rather than somebody just typing an email or creating a PowerPoint and hoping that it gets circulated, you know, things like taking the, the core five or six or eight elements out of that and creating an infographic, for example, uh, is a much punchier way to get people's attention and to see and read and, and notice the, the key facts uh, that you want them to take, take into account. So, uh, you know, things like an infographic, um, <clears throat> other graphics and visuals uh, can, can support that as well. And, it, and it's kind of the... the tone and theme that you want to carry through all of that. Uh, once you kind of have those assets defined, then you really move into that the, the channel distribution and whether that's physically mailing socks to everybody with lightning bolts on it or um, a newsletter that goes out on email, again, yeah. properly designed to fit and support the, the brand logo and the name and the, the initiative itself. Um, you know, internal organizations, especially large companies, have uh, things like Chatter or Teams and um, maybe even using Slack that you would create uh, separate channels on that are used to communicate these types of initiatives as well. So, you know, they're kind of taking inventory of the bill of materials of ways that you could communicate and look at which ones you think are going to be most effective to, to your different audiences. And it could be, again, Looking back at the layers of the of the company from top to bottom, might have different tactics that you would use for the the global personnel versus, say, leadership or divisional leads and things like that. So um, there's lots of ways, both digital and non-digital, to get in front of those folks and just kind of building that bill of materials or that inventory of what is available and um, being able to then deploy your assets on those depending on who your target audience is, which is another key component of understanding what you're going to send and how you're going to send it as based on your audience. So so with all of that and, and you think about the channels and the communication, the message, some, so we've talked about some of these leaders may not be equipped to to run a marketing campaign like that themselves. Where, where would you say that they should start, you know, within their company or without, how do they start a project like that to get help mainly? Yeah, identifying help is always important. So, you know, I think uh, there's a couple of things, especially internally, like I just mentioned, this bill of materials in terms of ways, uh, more specifically with digital, how you would talk to folks is um, 
uh, going to your IT group and seeing what uh, is available, what is uh, provided from them in terms of being able to, to create a new Slack channel, for example, or having your own page on the internal SharePoint drive, if you will, or something like that, right? Like, what are those capabilities? So finding out what's available to you from your IT team is a starting point. Um, another starting point, especially large global organizations have an internal communications team. There's a designated uh, leader for internal communications because things like HR and benefits and other things like that are programs and initiatives that are communicated from the top down that uh, folks are in charge of, of delivering. And so you could go talk to them and see how they get that information out and the approaches that they take, hear from them, what's worked with their audiences, you know, that organization's uh, employees uh, to date. So that's another group. Uh, separate from that, internal communications is, there's certainly a marketing department. If you need other graphics, visuals, icons, photography, Right, uh, they typically would have access to uh, a wide range of those types of things that you could maybe incorporate or make use of in your program or campaign. And then uh, the last option or, or another option is if you have a budget for your overall program, you could look externally. If you're looking for new, fresh or different ideas to bring that program and communication of that digital transformation to life, you could you could reach out to an organization like ourselves and and partner with uh, with us to to put something together that would help drive that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's another resource that we sometimes overlook, but sometimes just challenging teams, uh, our team members, if you will. They you find creativity that you didn't know existed in some cases. I've seen some videos and some uh, powerpoints even that showed up and said who did this and and no one knew there was kind of a, a, a budding flower in their team waiting to to, to burst out there. So. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, chalk that up to almost like a crowdsourcing situation yeah. amongst your team, right? Uh, I think a great example of that for those who are aware of this story is um, Accenture, prior to being Accenture, was Anderson Consulting. And when Anderson Consulting was going to become its own company, uh, they didn't go out and hire, you know, a fancy uh, branding agency that, that does uh, names like that. Uh, they, they had an co internal competition. Now they had uh, 80,000 people to tap into <laughs> yeah. uh, to do so. But from a crowdsource standpoint, put the t contest out there and um, had a significant award if, for, for somebody if they won. And, and the winner was the, this gentleman, I believe he's from Europe, I think somewhere in the Scandinavia area, uh, was the one who came up with uh, Accent the Future, which is what Accenture um, combined that statement down into one word means. Yeah, very good. I didn't know that story either before, so gives new yep. context to that. So any uh, closing thoughts or suggestions for people take, taking on a marketing project for a, a transformation that they did a lot of hard work to deliver, but now they need to go sell it uh, to, to executives or, or to the people in enjoying the transformation? Yeah, I, I would say the number one thing is be excited about it, right? Be proud, be excited, put a lot of energy, have energy that you're going to take into it. Um, because that will come across the page as well, right? In the, the messaging, in the visuals that you you select, right? You want that excitement to, to come off the page, come off the digital page, uh, however it's being delivered um, to folks and, and get those folks really excited about it as well. 
Um, so that would be number one is, is, is bring the excitement, bring the energy to it. Um, second one I would say is have fun with it, right? It, it's not a chore. It's not a, um, uphill battle. <clears throat> it's really, you've done the hard work actually. Now it's time to, to have some fun with it and really trumpet it and, um, get not only yourself, but also your team, the recognition that they deserve for, uh, accomplishing or getting uh, to this state and where you guys are in that transformation. So, uh, that would be third. And then, um, keep at it would be the third point, right? Um, once you start and once you kind of announce things, uh, that's not the end of it, right? You want to keep this momentum going. And in order to do so, back to point one, uh, keep the energy up, right? And keep thinking of new ideas and different ways to, to keep that um, at a high clip yeah. and at a high level so that uh, you, you make that impact and you get the excitement that you want from your audience. Yeah, great, great advice, good suggestions too. So uh, just as we wrap up, uh, if anyone wanted to reach out to you directly or your organization, uh, any, how would they find you? Yeah, so you can hit us up at uh, www.digitalyalo.com. It's Y-A-L-O. Um, uh, you can Google that as well and you'll find us. Uh, and then on our website, there's a variety of things that we do. You can fill out any one of the contact us forms there, or you can email me directly at Arnold dot huffman at digitalyalo.com excellent well thank you arnold i have one further question for you that we may have to edit out for you but who's going to win the nba final oh well i'm rooting for chris paul he's been in it for a long time so um he i think deserves one he's done yeah he's lived this life as as stand up and as you know as a leader as anybody has in the nba for the last 15 years so i think he definitely deserves one Giannis is young. He's got many years left, so he'll win one eventually. <laughs> Thank you very much, Arnold, for joining. It was a great, great input on the topic of marketing an internal project. We thank you for, for your insight and your tips. For everybody that enjoyed watching this episode, we thank you for, for joining and also hope you picked up a few things that will help you market your project. It's of the utmost important. Uh, spotlighting your innovation and your career and your team's accomplishment is very important. Uh, ActiveOps is always here to help you. Uh, you can find us always at ActiveOps.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn and many of you are connected to relationship managers and our team members, so reach out to them locally for help. But we're glad that uh, we could bring this to you and hope you found uh, you know at least a laugh or, or some useful content out of this. So the last thing is stay safe, work hard, but most importantly, enjoy the journey and we look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. ActiveOps is a management process automation company servicing global enterprises with large numbers of people engaged in clerical administrative work. If you reduce what our software does to it, it enables our clients to more, more precisely balance capacity, which is really hard to do both consistently and at scale. We have about 165 people in seven offices around the world, and we have about 80 enterprise clients. Our customers are insurance companies, banks, outsourcers, which service that type of community. They are too big to fail organizations, which is really important in terms of the persistence of our client base. And our software supports them providing globally significant infrastructure, your credit card payments, your, um, you know, the check clearing systems, the kind of things that we all take for granted, but have to work in society. Mm -hmm.